Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 14, Three Gardens. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin today's musing with a lyric I wrote several years ago after hearing a message taught by my now deceased spiritual father, Bishop David Huskins. His sermon was titled, It Began and Ended in a Garden. This song has never been properly recorded, but if you want to hear how it actually sounds, there is a pretty hilarious video of me singing it on YouTube, on this channel, on my YouTube channel, Rambo Corey, for those of you who are listening to the podcast. Um, there's a hilarious video of me singing it with my cat, Legolas. He, uh, he just was hogging the camera the entire time, and it's pretty precious. Um, so if you'd like to hear the song, it's on YouTube. The title is To Eden. It was a cool and crisp morning in our garden home estate. The misty sunrise wonder lingered in the air. He came without a warning, lies that dripped like honey, seducing with words my appetite for knowledge. I took and I ate, I took and I ate, surrendered to destruction, unaware the price I'd pay. I took and I ate for one and for all, the fruit of death and separation, the consequence too great to comprehend that it all began in a garden and in a garden it will end. On a cold and lonely evening in the valley of decision, heaven held its breath as blood seeped through his skin. Prophecy foretold him, the shepherd of salvation, Redemption's final task to bring us home again. He took and he ate, he took and he ate, surrendered to destruction, aware the price he'd pay. He took and he ate for one and for all, the meal of death and resurrection, the consequence too great to comprehend that it all began in a garden and in a garden it will end. Behold the Lamb of God who took the place for us and paid the price no mortal could afford. In a moment, all were subjected to the death embraced in sin. But when perfect blood flowed from the tree, it paved the way to Eden from Gethsemane. He took and he ate for one and for all. The meal of death and resurrection the consequence too great to comprehend that it all began in a garden and in a garden it will end. I think so often of what the time of creation must have been like. Genesis 1 lays out the story in such a beautifully poetic way that almost forces the imagination to go wild, creating a mental visual of the process. I've wondered if it really did happen in seven 24-hour cycles, or if this is one of those instances like Simon Peter talks about in 2 Peter 3, 8, when he says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. 
Whether or not it took thousands of years or seven days as we understand them, the fact of the matter is that when Divine created the earth, he designed it as a garden. If you're not familiar with the story, let me read a segment of Genesis 2 that expresses it so beautifully. Genesis 2 verse 4 through 15 says, This is the history of the origins of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day, that is, days of creation, that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. No shrub or plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist, fog, dew, vapor used to rise from the land and water the entire surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed, that is, created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being as an individual complete in body and spirit. And the Lord God planted a garden, oasis in the east, in Eden, delight, land of happiness. And he put the man whom he had formed, created there. And in that garden, the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing to the sight and good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the experiential knowledge, recognition of the difference between good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four branching rivers. The first river is named Pishon. It flows around the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good, medellium, a fragrant, valuable resin, and the onyx stone are found there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It follows around the entire land of Cush and Mesopotamia. The third river is named Hittical, Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Our first task as humanity was to tend the Garden of Divine's creation. So much emphasis gets put on Adam and Eve's sin and the result of it being their exiting Eden, but the story of mankind began with being born of earth to tend the earth. Jesus was the son of heaven born of earth to save the earth. We're taught in scripture that as in Adam all sinned, as in Christ all are redeemed. We were born of the dirt of the garden and infused with the breath of divine. Before Jesus died for the sins of humanity, he went back to a garden to commune with his father. Scripture says in Luke 22, 39 through 44, and he came out and went as was his habit to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place called Gethsemane, he said to them, pray continually that you may not fall into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. Yet, not my will, but always yours be done. 
Now an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, deeply distressed and anguished, almost to the point of death, he prayed more intently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down and watering the ground. In comparing the verses in Genesis and Luke's account of Jesus and the Gethsemane, one thing stands out to me that I've never heard any other teacher point out. Before man was created to cultivate the original garden, the dew came out of the ground to water the entire surface of the ground. When Jesus prayed before his crucifixion, his sweat turned to blood and watered the ground. To me, this is such a beautiful picture of the redemption of Jesus. Before man sinned and sent the earth into turmoil, the garden was nourished by the underground waters of divine. When Jesus made the final choice to embrace the cross, the underground waters of divine rose up again to water the garden, only this time with blood. Eden was the first garden and Gethsemane was the second. But the final garden in the story of our faith was outside of the garden tomb on the outskirts of Jerusalem. This garden was where Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Joanna, all encountered the risen Christ when they went to the tomb to anoint Jesus's body with spices and oils. They went to anoint a dead man, but instead met a gardener. What the sin of Adam took away from the garden, Jesus brought back to us and left us with the responsibility of tending the new earth, the earth now soaked in the blood of communion. My husband Joel and I started planting gardens together pretty early on in our marriage. Uh, these past couple years, our garden has grown so much that most of the vegetables and herbs that we eat and cook with, we grow ourselves. Uh, we got our garden planted a couple of weeks ago and every time I just, I get out in the dirt and I get my hands in the soil, I feel so close to divine. We pray over our seeds and our soil as we, as we prepare it for the season. Um, planting day is my favorite day of the year. Uh, Joel and I connect in such a beautiful and just a sweet and wonderful way. And our pup, Nora, gets so excited to spend the entire day, is she around? Outside, together as a family. <laughs> she knows that word too well. <laughs> um, isn't it amazing how tending the how tending the dirt and putting seed in our hands affects our internal garden as well? If you think about it, we really are gardens ourselves walking around, born of the dirt of Eden and infused with the life and breath of heaven. When we allow ourselves to be awakened to this reality, our perception of our bodies and even our homes and relationships will shift dramatically. So Adam and Eve sinned and set us all up for destruction. The good news of the gospel is that through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, our internal and external gardens have a chance at eternal life. We are Eden, we are Gethsemane, and we are the garden outside the tomb. We simply must decide whether to follow in the footsteps of the first gardener, Adam, or the last gardener, Jesus. 
What sort of seeds are we planting in our bodies, our homes, our relationships, and our places of influence? What sort of weeds are we allowing to take root and choke the life out of our harvests? What are we watering these things with? The fountain that never runs dry or bitter water full of muddiness and fear, resentment and chaos? Tolkien said it so beautifully in The Return of the King when he says that our duty is to uproot the evil in the fields that we know so that those who live after may have clean earth to till. I am learning daily how to tend to my gardens by following the example of the master gardener. It's messy, painful, and most days I end up scratched and sunburned, but it's so worth it. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 6 through 9 out of the First Nations translation says, I planted the seeds and he, Apollos, watered it, but it was the great spirit who made it grow. So it does not matter who plants or who waters. What matters is the one who makes the plants grow. The one who plants and the one who waters both share in the same purpose, and each will be honored according to how well they have served. For we are working side by side with the help of the great spirit. You are creator's garden where he grows good fruit, and you are the sacred lodge where he has chosen to live. If you are in a place of discovering the garden within you and your responsibility to the gardens around you, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your son Jesus to show us the way back to the garden, back to purpose and back to intimate connection with you. Meet me in my frailties and teach me how to plant good seeds and how to nourish their growth. Help me to have the courage to pull up the weeds that have overtaken my spirit, soul, and body and allow me to grow as you have intended for me. Give me a revelation of the redemption of Gethsemane and hear my celebration of the resurrection from the tomb. I desire to plant good seeds in my own life and in the lives of those I love. Give me joy in the dirt and hope for the harvest ahead. Let my relationship with you grow so deep and flower so brightly that when people encounter me, they meet you in the garden once again. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with one more quote from J.R.R. Tolkien, this time from The Fellowship of the Ring. For you, little gardener and lover of trees, I only have a small gift. Here is set G for Galadriel, but it may stand for garden in your tongue. In this box, there is earth from my orchard and such blessings as Galadriel has still to bestow is upon it. But it will not keep you on your road, nor defend you against any peril. But if you keep it and see your home again at last, then perhaps it may reward you. Though you should find all barren and laid to waste, there will be few gardens in Middle-earth that will bloom like your garden if you sprinkle this earth there. Then you may remember Galadriel and catch a glimpse far off of Lorien that you have seen only in our winter. For our spring and our summer are gone by and they will never be seen on earth again, save in our memory. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. 
so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.